Let's Gather is a young adult podcast that is meant to bring the hard topics to light, offer you a biblical perspective as you navigate day-to-day life, and draw you closer to Christ. It's our desire to see all young adults grow and be strengthened through the Word of God. So let's jump into today's episode of Let's Gather. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Let's Gather, the young adult ministry podcast from Astruma Baptist, and we are pumped to be here with you for week two. Part two. Part two, week two, the second show, second episode, Dose. Talking about worship. About worship. Let's yeah. talk worship. And again, back with us in the pod studio is Mr. Christian Anders. Himself. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. The one and only Yay. with his juice <laughs> box. <laughs> so they, I, I, I was like, I need some water. I went downstairs and stu- we're in the student building at the church. Uh-huh. Do we need to like keep that a secret? No, well, I mean, you already said it, so no. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, and I was like, I need some water. And Tyson was like, there's water downstairs in I the fridge. I could have sworn there was water downstairs. I went down there, no water, but there are 100% juice organic apple grape juice boxes, so I grabbed a couple of those. <laughs> and you got two of those bad layers. Yeah, man. So I'm going to just be throwing these down while we talk about worship. It's going to be great. That's what Walker drank for his awesome <laughs> <laughs> My two-year-old friend, you took them from my house. Yeah, hey, man. You're just going to hear slurping and just, that's going to be Christian. Yeah. This is, it's a flashback. Getting the straw in there and everything. It yeah. was just like a, yeah. That's awesome. Do y'all still drink the... Um, Capri Sun Upside Down? Yes. No. <laughs> that's a hack. No. Yeah. The Do y'all ever, if y'all see the Kool-Aid the, in the little plastic things with the little pop? Then you, oh, yes. If y'all yeah. see him, do y'all the, still drink It's them? literally just like water and high fructose corn syrup, oh, right. and that's about it. Right. So... And yeah. memories. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yeah. all, so I'm when it started figuring out my al- my algorithm on it for TikTok. Uh huh. Because every night, if I find one, I sit there and watch all of them. Kool Aid commercials. No, yeah. This podcast is sponsored. What are we talking about? Um, no, the um, the nineties. Like, do you remember? And like. You can sit there and swipe oh, yeah. and see all the yeah, memories yeah. from the nineties. Okay. So like every night, imagine my being TikTok able to do goes. that for the eighties. Yeah, that's, that's this guy. I think so you asked me this the other day, Justin. Yeah, so Justin, I'm so glad that you mentioned the nineties <laughs> because oh I was going to ask everybody about this. So last week we talked about like what was everybody's current favorite like worship artist or worship song, oh. and then oh. uh, and we learned that Emily just sits in silence uh, like a psychopath uh, <laughs> everywhere she goes. <laughs> Uh, but after that, that got me thinking of, we, you know, talked about Jeremy Camp and all that stuff, but like in the nineties or when y'all were younger, what was, did we talk about last week? What our favorite or our something favorite throwback? Like when yeah. we were younger. Yeah. Wait, like I think we did. when you, cause I, I have a couple and there was a playlist that was introduced to me on Spotify called nineties yes. Christian hits. Uh, yes. thank you, Easton Vincent. It, yeah. It brings back the craziest memories Dude, when I hear James songs. Great, yeah. Great. So, what, is there anything that pops your, in your head? What's your if you what is Christian? What is your if I ask this correctly, Tyson? What is your go-to throwback Christian? Is that what you're asking yeah. for? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So there's like um, I'm gonna give you two answers. You can't say Shane is saying because they've been around for I thirty know, years. That, so. that, that's but they're still <laughs> awesome. If you listen to this, guys, y'all are the Psalm 46 is amazing. Oh man. All so right. I might actually give you three answers. All First right. is a throwback <laughs> when I was growing up. So like the throwback. Uh, when I was kind of riding in the car with my dad to school, he would show me these old old songs. And one of our favorites, uh, we love bands like the Imperials and stuff like that. But 
Carmen. If you've ever heard of Carmen, nope. he this Mm-mm. this guy, it's worth a Google. They were talking about it last night. The mm-hmm. Michael Fuson just found out who that was. Um, there's a song, Addicted to Jesus, uh, Lazarus Come Forth, uh, Champion. Those are worth just Googling the yep. videos for. The would, Bethel Champion? No, no. <laughs> way, way, like the original, yeah. Uh, but for me, I grew up on Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah, and, heck yeah. And DC Talk. Those are heck my two, yeah. like... Man, what if my people jams. think if they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? Yeah, so Jesus freak was actually like kind of like I was even earlier DC talk. Oh, um, my, before know. Michael Tate had long hair. Yeah, really before. What you if know. I stumble? Yes, yeah, same what record as Jesus freak, yeah. but like uh, uh, new same, thang, same album, not thing. Thang, uh, yeah. new thing was a is a album of theirs that's worth a listen. It's really great. Did y'all ever listen to Grits? Yeah, man. Grits open. My life be like that. That yeah. has like uh, resurrected on TikTok. Yeah, really. That song. Yeah, I that's know awesome. None so of what I, we're talking I don't know about. Who I think, no. Uh, yes, I know that. Yeah, I think that's that the uh, okay. You you yeah, would know, know uh, audio adrenaline. Audio adrenaline. Big house. Yes, you know that. Oh, one. Big, big yes, that's house. what I was gonna say. That's one of mine. Like growing up. This is turning into a podcast where Justin just sings. Yes. Yeah. Just gonna get me thrown back into it. Let's gather. And do early Christian 90s karaoke. So I would have to say, so my earliest exposure, uh, I grew up in a small Southern Baptist church um, that sang hymns. Mm -hmm. I still do to this day, and there's obviously places for that, and there's nothing wrong with that if you're listening and you go to a, a, a church that does hymns. Like we talked about. It's like a great disclaimer. Like we talked about last week. Yeah. Lean into the hymns. It's not about you. Um, so the f- earliest like exposure to like yeah christian mm-hmm. music was like yc's uh okay. when we would go there in the um, late 90s early 2000s and audio adrenaline obviously big one yeah dude uh the original jeremy camps mm-hmm. were big um back when he had like highlights in his hair and he they did. Were, like, flat ironed his bangs <laughs> he did um that was some the original those I, my biggest musical christian influence that i can remember like really sticking out in my head was the original mercy me's okay yeah i think i mean i know that's i i didn't start listening to like modern day popular christian music until I was probably in the seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. And so um, I remember a hearing all those, I heard them, what you were talking about later in life, but it was it was really the ones that would uh, skillet. <laughs> I remember, yeah. I mean, I, still going strong. I yeah, mean, Jen Ledger, the, I mean, who? No doubt. She's, she's done. Band. Just saying no doubt. Yeah, yeah, she has done the same drum solos, since the beginning and they still rock to this I, day. Saw, I went to them in Nashville last year and it was excellent speaking of drums I saw when I was a, a young kid I saw I went to a Newsboys concert yeah mm-hmm. and they were singing the breakfast song and uh, the drummer would rise up on from the stage like hit the platform where his <laughs> drums were would literally raise and then it, the platform would turn at a 90 degree angle that's what Jim Ledger spin. does really yeah. mm-hmm Newsboys did this and it blew my mind. And they were singing the breakfast song, and he had cereal boxes, 
and he'd throw them around and Siri would fly. Every, it was it blew my mind as a kid. I love this. This is becoming very niche. Like this is like if I know. you know this specific even, sort of deal, which is great. Even more niche. Uh, my dad got me into like Christian rock, and so like never going back to OK by the Afters. I don't even know if any of y'all know who that that is. I know the Afters, yeah. Or Switchfoot, uh, like Mental old. Live, school. Yeah. I know y'all know Switchfoot, but back in the day, old school Switchfoot. Are you yeah. calling like old stars school meant to live? Is that your like beautiful letdown? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Is that your uh, Reliant K? Like I still l- listen to that stuff. Ooh man, we're gonna listen to that later today. No, yeah. all of the listeners who are still here at this point yeah, that sorry. don't know anything <laughs> we're talking about. Why don't you just go ahead and start recording right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Justin, do you want to do the intro again, and we can just restart? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so what are we talking about today? We are continuing our topic. Obviously, if you've been listening uh, of us rant about how old we are, um, <laughs> worship. Yeah. What does it? What does worship look like? And we talked a little bit about that last week. Um, what is worship? But we ended, and we didn't get into this, and this is something that I know we all wanted to talk about. And Christian, I know you have a tremendous desire to see, um, and I've, I've heard you say this before from from the platform. What does it look like? Um, what does worship in a day-to-day life look like? Yeah. What does worship mean? What does worship do? What um, what are the purposes? Like, how can you have an attitude of worship outside? How can of you Sunday have an atti- yeah. yeah, yeah. What is your What is your first go-to thought process? Oh man, and there's so many. I do. I, if we get there, I may or may not have a controversial question for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay, so last last week we said um, worship is essentially putting God in His rightful place. That was kind of where we where we landed, right? And yeah. so uh, t- to just kind of dig a little deeper into that, um, when it comes to living your life and, and how does uh, how does your life reflect an attitude or a heart of worship? Uh, God's rightful place, and this may be controversial. It's not at the top of your list. That's not His rightful place. Okay. Um, God is not a priority that you put number one and then put everything else kind of below that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. His rightful place is at the center. And so uh, say if you say, okay, God in his rightful place is, is at the top of my list, well, then that would, inf- that would imply that everything below that has nothing to do with him, right? Everything, uh, everything that is God-related goes number one. And so you're going, I'm do- I got to do this. I got to make sure that I'm uh, practicing this spiritual discipline and I got to make sure I'm around these people and I got to make sure I'm reading this. Uh, and then I'm going to do social things and then I'm going to mm-hmm. do, you know, uh, school or work or whatever. So God in his rightful place is not at the top of the list. He is at the center of your life. And so there you go, your work, your school, uh, your disciplines, your, your behavior, all of that, God is in the middle of it. And so when he's at the top of the list, it's all about trying, uh, when he's in the center, it's about trusting. So you're trusting uh, that who you are and what you've been made into by God is is now translating, and He is rightfully in the center of everything that you do. Um, and so when we sing and we say and we kind of equate worship to singing, um, in a lot of places, the reason we do that is because we we're we're specifically talking about God in the center. He is the focal point. He's the words on the screen. Uh, he's the, the the words coming out of our mouths from the microphones. Uh, we're singing it in a way that, that we talked about last week sort of sticks with us. 
uh, and so he's at the center. But absolutely, uh, as soon as you leave that space, God at the center uh, is is still uh, an aspect of the Christian life uh, beyond just singing about him. So that'd be my first thought. There are plenty more after well, be- that. Because, I mean, with that, and I, uh, what I take from what you just said there is if, it, if it's at the center, Instead of being at the top, which I think is a really good point. I don't think we think about that someone all the time because, yeah, Jesus is our top priority. Like, we're obviously mm-hmm. at your good church, excuse me, Christian answer. Um, but if you put him at the center, everything flows out of that. Yeah. Right? Everything flows out from that. Every every aspect of your life flows out of one common um, core. Yep. Um, one one common, I'm not gonna say thing, but one one common purpose, and that is Jesus, is is God, is 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 worship, um, and that affects everything. Yeah. Right. Like that. That is that controls outcomes of situation. What is your yeah? I mean, Torito, what do y'all? It's it's interesting to think. Uh, like when you said that it was controversial that God is number one, like uh, the knee-jerk reaction is like, "Whoa, bro, you sure about that?" <laughs> hang on, hang on, yeah. No, <laughs> but no, no doubt. I mean, yeah, like God isn't. Uh, we aren't supposed to portion out God to certain aspects of our lives. Yeah. Like, okay, now I'm just gonna go and do my quiet time or uh, do uh, whatever. Like this portion of what I do is associated with God and now I'm going to go do this other thing and it it has no relation like he is at the center of it all and we need to be mindful of that mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. yeah, I think it goes back to kind of an, a couple episodes ago when we talked about like living on a mission you know like yeah, we don't have to be missionaries to live on a mission and so it's we don't have to be in the church to worship we don't have to be singing to worship um, I mean like we worship with our lives no matter where we are, what day of the week it is and, um, what people group you're with. I mean, it's, um, it's a constant, it's not, you know, dependent on what role I'm in today. Um, it's, it's the core. It's like you said, it's at the middle. It's not just the top. Um, and singing and and congregating with one another and and singing is just, just a part of it. It's just an act of it. Mm -hmm. Right. So we talked about last week that it's the praise is the act that comes out of it, like the verb that comes out of that. Absolutely. But I, I've heard it uh, said one way, and I'm, I'm stealing this from somebody, and, and you might remember who, who said this. I can't remember. But it was essentially around the same thing you were saying is that we, we put God as the top priority. We put God at the top of the list. Well, yes, but at the same time that's wrong because God, isn't, God, God is the list. Mm-hmm. Like he is the priority. He's not something you add or take away from. He is his own list, and everything else flows out of that. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so uh, really, and I get that, you know, um, to say that is somewhat controversial. Here, here's a better way to put it. Um, worship is not something that um, first, the very first aspect of it is your behavior. Um, that's, that's worship yeah. initially starts with who you are. So let's, let's just let's talk about your heart. Okay. okay. Um, Ezekiel 36 says that uh, in the New Covenant, God's going to give you, take away your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, right? 
2 Corinthians 5, you've been a new creation, you've been raised, the dead is old and gone. Romans 6 says that your heart is dead to sin and alive to Christ. So, so really worship is living from your heart, which is like the most hallmark thing to say. But you have been, you have been made new. You have been, res- you are dead to sin and alive to Christ. That yeah. is, that is your heart. That is your core. And so, when you behave from the inside out, uh, that those actions are cer- certainly worshipful, but they start uh, with who you are and 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 what you have been made into. Uh, and so when you act out of that, that is the that is the outflowing. Worship is the outflow, uh, but it comes from an identity. So it's it's less about behavior. Uh, uh, behavior is a byproduct of who you are. Yeah. Uh, and so, yes, there are times where you know Tyser is going to act like old Tyser, and that's not worship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but Tyser acting like just loving your wife, right? Yeah. Uh, because. Uh, Christ loved the church and you're loving her, that is an act of worship. You might not in your mind go, oh, Lord, I'm worshiping right now, right now. <laughs> please uh, move through me so that as I bring this bowl of popcorn to Olivia while we watch this movie, uh, it is. No, I mean, you just being you, the redeemed, right, alive to Christ, Tyser, yeah. um, that is an act of worship. Mm. Um, so. It, it's it's got to start, I think, internally where you are and who you've been made into, uh, dead to sin, alive to Christ, uh, and living out of who you are is really the quintessential act of worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when we you say that the the Living your life as, as like that, I, I have a point I'm making with it. Um, <laughs> you can see a computer and, in your and, brain. Right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to grab a little sit from this juice box while you I'm do that. I'm trying to, to tie the scriptures together. It's with it in Romans 12, um, when it it's, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice. What's the next part that says? Holy and pleasing to God. Mm-hmm. You living your life as a living sacrifice is living a life of true worship. Because when you live a life of true sacrifice, what does that mean? Well, that means that everything you're doing is pleasing and honoring to God. And so you live that life. That is true and proper. This is your true and proper worship. Mm -hmm. To live your life truly and properly in a form of worship to God is to live your life as a sacrifice for him. Absolutely. It's pleasing to him. And then it goes on in Romans 12, too, to do not conform uh, to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you when your mind is changed and it's renewed, you are changed. Then you will be and go on. You will be doing God's will. God's will is for you to live a life according to him and share his name and 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 bring people closer to his kingdom, right? Am I, is that kind of absolutely? I think yeah. I think those things are are worshipful, uh, and just for for the new believer, um, I, I think it can uh, it can come across as the only things that count as worship are these big heroic acts of doing uh, this uh, big grand gesture for the Lord, and, and and yes, living offering your body as a living sacrifice, being holy and pleasing to God. Uh, the great news is that if we were uh, if we were unholy and if we were unpleasing to God, uh, then 
Jesus came and offered his life for nothing. Yeah. Now, we yeah. have been made, uh, we have been made new, we have been made righteous, we've been redeemed. And so uh, uh, connecting those two passages in Romans, those that worshipful pre- presentation of your life as a sacrifice um, is is equally, uh, and those things are great, man, big, heroic sort of, or like um, uh, things that are really obviously uh, expressions of worship and, and going all out, right? Uh, I, I just don't want to create a, a, a scenario here where those get you more God points than just doing <laughs> and being who God made you to be. Yeah, yeah Both of those things are. And so when you're just doing and being who God made you to be, you're going to be sharing your faith. You're going yep. to be doing things that are sacrificial in nature. You're going to be doing that stuff. Um, and so... It's not the behavior that gets you the points, right? It's it's just worship is just doing the things God calls you to do because He made you who He made you to be, mm-hmm. uh, and those those unbelievable things are going to be part of it, and the mundane things are going to be a part of it. But all of it uh, is uh, is a life that is really uh, a life of worship. Okay, so with that, <laughs> that brings me to a question that yeah. it, it may or may not get a controversial answer and there might not be a, a statement. Are you worshiping to gain favor and get something from God? No. What do you mean, Justin? Are you doing it for the, to get the God point? You're saying worship in general? In general. Are you doing it for something to please God in a way that he grants something for you. Yeah, so um, the way I think about that sometimes is just taking very simple words and trying to kind of dissect them. So um, the difference between God at the center versus God at the top of the list or uh, trying versus trusting, right? Uh, What you're presenting is, do we worship for something? And I would say, no, we don't worship for something. We worship from something. So from who we are, our reaction is, is worship. Uh, to be even more specific, we talked about this earlier. Um, fact check me on this, uh, Justin. You've got your, your uh, computer there. Uh, I want to say Hebrews 13, 15, um, I think. Um, it talks about you know, this, this worshipful state or this state of praise being simply that from our lips comes a, a gratitude uh, for what what God has done. That our our attitude is from what He's done. Worship looks like wow and thank you. Wow, I cannot believe the grace of God. How amazing is that? And gratitude, thank you, Lord, for doing that. And from that attitude, from that heart, uh, from who we've made, that is what worship is. It is from something, not for something. I, okay. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to go expand on this further, Justin, but this made me think, I thought of this earlier when we were talking about, uh, like, uh, God centered and, um, what is your perspective on songs that specifically worship songs that are in, in my, in my brain, when I listen to them, they sound more me focused and then, but but not in the. I'm I'm trying to think of a song that 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 has that that's a good example. But I'm gonna see a victory. 
Okay, yeah, 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 sure. So I'm going to see victory. Or, or we can even go with Rise Out of That Grave by Bethel. So so those kind of songs that um, – I can't think of that one. I, I think I know Well, I can talk about, about that in just a second. Uh, but the differences between um, songs that are talking about how I – where my life has been and now it's transformed compared to songs that are – worshiping the nature of who God is. Mm-hmm. I what what is your your perspective? Can I say something real quick on that? about that one? Yeah, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. even know if that was asked the right way. No, I think it's a I, great I, question. I, I I do too. And I, I want to hear your I think cuz you're going to have the better answer. But my first when you say that, my first thought process <laughs> goes to we kind of talked about it a little bit last week. Um <clears throat> I have a, a a worship pastor friend of mine who's a pastor in Indianapolis. Um, and he told this to me one time that um, he went to school at um, Boyce. Yeah. And one of his um, worship ministry professors mm-hmm. said that what happens if the preacher doesn't present the gospel that day? Just I'm track with me here. I'll get to that point in just a second, what you talked about, Tosser. But what happens if the pastor doesn't present the gospel that day? Not saying anybody would, like I'm not, I'm not accusing any pastor of doing that, but what happens if the pastor doesn't present the gospel? Somebody needs to hear it. And I've heard you say it before that we're going to sing about the cross. We are. Yes. And I, like, that's absolutely right. Okay. So let's roll that into Tyser's question. When you sing that, do you have enough ground in your faith to recognize it? No, for the heart singing it, to sing it in a way that is not demanding something of God. Like if I say, so I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory because the battle belongs to you, Lord. Do you have a strong enough understanding of who God is, what he's done, and that he is, like Christian was saying, is not the top priority. He is the priority. He is the center. Do you have enough understanding to say, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord, and not focus on the fact that I'm going to see a victory, but you focus on the end part of that verse that says, because the battle belongs to you, Lord. That is the focus of when you sing that worship song. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that song. What I have a problem with is when we sing songs and our heart isn't presented in a way, in a posture type of way, it's presented in a me, selfish, gimme, gimme, gimme type of way. Because who are we to ask something from God when we have received everything from him? Okay, so... so uh, I think both of you are talking about me-centric songs from a different place, right? So um, I think to describe what has happened to you um, innately communicates something about God's character, right? However, um, I think that the easiest and quickest and clearest way to get to the place of understanding who we are uh, is um, and what God has done is to, is to think and and to sing and to worship who he is that that is what draws us into this is what has happened for me right um i don't think those songs are bad in fact uh ephesians and colossians both of those passages where where you hear that uh psalms hymn spiritual songs idea from paul uh he's talking about singing to one another right Mm. um 
admonishing each other with psalms, hymns, spiritual right. songs. So there's a sense in which there is there's something really um, good about proclaiming what has happened to you. Um, now, here's a different kind of me-centric song is asking God for things uh, sure. that you already have, right? A pastor friend of mine um, that I really respect, he says, the Bible's pretty clear. Uh, you have it all. Uh, you're a have it all, but you're not a know it all. So there's 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 a ton of stuff that you've got to move from your uh, from from your heart, from who you have been made uh, into into your brain, right? Uh, like um, Justin read Romans twelve, uh, that we would set our mind to the the things of, of heaven, right? That we would uh, start to believe and know those things in our head. But you've been given every spiritual blessing that's all over the New Testament, right? Right. So to, to sing songs asking God for something that he's already given uh, doesn't necessarily uh, hit hit well with me. We don't we don't do those uh, or we try not to do those um, I, mainly because we, we want to acknowledge what he's already given us and, sure. and and thank him for it again. Wow. And thank you. Wow. You've given us this incredible blessing. And thank you for doing so. That. Yeah. Uh, uh, other than. Are there other types of worship songs then i have i have one i want to ask christian about a second okay but with with that like because i'm thinking we're worshiping the the character of god absolutely and now is there something else that so my that's that's just a general question when i hear you say what you said a second ago uh, and i'd like to hear a girl's thought on this because we're (laughs) guys and girls are made different it's 100 you're we are made different um we're we're our feelings are different. It's just the yeah, way we're wired. Torito listens to nothing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you I'll do my best. It's, <laughs> it's the same. It, it, I, I want to hear about your story, right? I, I, we'll go back to Jeremy Camp a second ago. Some of his most famous songs are, are ones that he walked through personally in the death of his wife no and the cancer that she fought and their story and that has changed millions of lives and praise God for that. Mm -hmm. But where I would question, not questioning Jeremy camp, I think he is an amazing person and an amazing artist. The song you're singing, is it giving more glorify? Is it, is it glorifying you and what you came out of more than it's pointing people to Christ? I think that's where your differences are. And y'all could correct me. I think there is a place for those your song stories, your story songs. Sure. And I think that that has an opportunity to to touch people, mm-hmm. right? But is it followed up with about Jesus? It can't just be about your story. Your story is because of what God did. Yeah. I, I think there's a place for those because um, – and I'm not leapfrogging uh, Torito. I know we want to get her, her input too. But let me just. Um, it can be easy to come into a space and go, I've experienced so much hurt. I've got so much in my past. I've got uh, an idea already about, you know, what I believe about this. Um, and all of this sort of. Um, talk and singing and, and appreciation for God's character uh, feels a little distant to me because I, I don't, I haven't experienced that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to sing from a place of uh, a sort of a personal testimony of how, how deep the grace and the mercy of God can go, um, I think is a good reminder uh, yeah. for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, 
That's really good. I used to. I never really thought about it like that. Because when I hear hear those songs, I go, "What the heck, dude?" And I just immediately skip or just turn it off. You talking about personal songs? Yeah. Like I. Well, I, I think it but resonates. I, I never thought about that perspective at all. And that's yeah. why I wanted to ask Emily because I, just being honest, I mean, the the female race some is. Has a different emotional stance. Well, set. Well, wait, what? The, the female. <laughs> that may be actually the most controversial thing. <laughs> that I didn't mean to say that. Let me back that up. Yeah. Women, yes. ladies, Emily, are that we are wired differently <laughs> than than men. Yes. It's just how it is. It's not. Got it. That's not con- That that's the truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. They sometimes have more of an emotional stance on something than a guy does. So. For a lady who is walking through a place in life, do you think they connect more with Christ on that My Story, God's Grace song versus God's Goodness song? Does that is that a uh, fair question? Christian, I mean, yes and no. Um, I mean, it depends on the person. I don't think because I'm a woman, I'm going to resonate more to this personal song than some other dude will it just more so guy girl less less guy girl and more so like just personality um style um not style just type what what you prefer i i'm thinking like as we're talking about this um a personal song like because you sing um you know you're you're a christian artist i don't think you that doesn't mean, hey, I need to stay away from these experiences in my life and singing about them because at the end of the day, like the Lord has gifted you with the ability to sing. And so you can use that. I mean, you, you have a beautiful voice and it's not, hey, you can only sing about me. Um, you know, like like that that is a gift from God. And so use that gift. And if that is, hey, um, I went through this this season and I'm going to write a song about it and sing a song about it. I'm not doing it because it's me focused. I'm just doing it because this is this is my personality type and my abilities. I, you know, I can write this music and sing this song. And then it works for like listeners, like people who listen to music, like Christian was saying, if you, um, you know, are against, or you, you've just, you've heard enough Christian music and, um, you know, you're not a believer. You might resonate with this, this song, have no clue. This is a Christian artist. And that like leads you into finding more of their music, or it's just a song that you connect with because you have a similar story. And so, um, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I think there's nothing wrong with these personal songs. Um, because also we're not all the same people. So we're not all going to respond to um, the same songs the same way. And so for the unbeliever to hear a song, not um, just, just a beautiful song about this person's experience that might be similar to theirs. Like you just don't know where that could lead the person um, to find more, more music, more um, just read more about this, this artist's life and kind of see like, man, like, okay, I I want what they have. That's relationship with the Lord. Um, And so I'm going to look into that. You you know who that makes me think of? Who? Colony House. Okay. Because with uh, their song Moving Forward. Yeah. Super powerful song, Mm -hmm. knowing their history. Yeah, so that's the exact same thing. Like they're they're a bunch of Christian dudes, but they're not writing worship songs. They're writing 
you know, like punk rock, alt rock songs. Right. But like in their in their first album, right, moving forward was uh, talking about one of the brothers' stories, and it's a, 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 a it's a super powerful song. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, music does a couple of things, um, and both of the like all the things that it does um, are are worth sort of paying attention to when we talk about it in the sphere of the Christian or the church. Yeah. You, your heart's been made new, right? You are who you are. You're not a know-it-all yet, so your your mind, right, is is not necessarily a completely understanding every aspect of, of the gospel. Neither are your feelings, right, your emotions. Uh, and so m- music has, has a way of communicating to both. That's such so, a good point. So it, it's reminding you. Sometimes you ha- sometimes you come into a space and you go, "I don't believe God is good," right? And so we're gonna sing songs that remind you. Here's here's how He's good, why He's good. Here are the things that you just need to remember, right, in your mind. Sometimes you come into a space and you go, "I don't feel like God is good," yeah. and you and you sing a song and you go, "I'm reminded uh, of uh, really the truth," and that that changes the way that I feel. It, music can. Music and the songs that we do, uh, and really, it's not music; it's truth. Truth mm-hmm. changes the way that you think and the way that you feel, and both of those things are part of the story. So to say one is bad and the other is good, you know, we're going to do nothing but just sing very theological, non-emotional uh, songs that just fill our minds, uh, you know, and that's it. Uh, or we're going to come in here. We're not going to really sing anything that means anything, but we're going to make sure you you get all the goosebumps. Heck right. Yeah. Both of those exclusive to each other are, are unhelpful in the life yeah. of the believer. Yes. You, 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 what we do is we want to make sure that we are reminding you that that your emotions, your feelings need to be influenced by the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your mind, your thinking needs to be influenced by the gospel. And so there's a lot of war uh, in music world, church music world, that that really demeans the other, right? Yeah. It's all about the mind. It's all about the emotions. Man, both of those things, uh, uh, God throughout Scripture gives us examples of how both of those things need to be um, really put through the filter of reminding you of who you are. What about... What about songs, Christian? Were you even asking a question, Dozer? No, that just makes me think, like, okay, it's just impossible to write worship music. Well, I think it comes, but when you say that, it comes from a, a place, and that's why, oh, man. That is why, going back to what we talked about last week, it's the, it's the importance of leaning in on the understanding of where it comes from, Right. Like I, and I, I get you go back to Colony House. I go, like I said a second ago, I go to Jeremy Camp. When I hear those emotional songs, those story songs, I go to him. When I think my sort of my mind goes to, I don't know if it's because I've watched the movie a few times or just where my mind goes to. But I think it's going. It's it's knowing. Okay, I see this person writing this song about heartache. And what God has done, but I also know—I mean, I don't know Jeremy Camp, but I, I know this person who lives and breathes for the for for the glory of Jesus Christ, right? And so, 
I can hear that and say that's not controversial because I know the reason he is being vulnerable and telling you about this story in this song is not to gain popularity in the oh woe is me world. It is to show you the goodness and graciousness of God. Yeah, I think that's where it's in all my it's life, the heart. Yes, it's it's the heart behind. <laughs> Christian guy. You were quoting a song there. Uh, Sorry, well, <laughs> I'm throwing you off track. I, I didn't know I did that. <laughs> He's just quoting songs. That's yeah. See, look, it's the whole that, that's, that's a great reminder. The, <laughs> the songs that, that we sing are innately just something that kind of regurgitates out of you because you've sung it so much. Yeah. You said the lyrics from that, goodness of God. That's that's uh, that's a great example of why we why we sing what we do. And and, and here's just a little um, addition to kind of what you're talking about, even with a guy like Jeremy Camp or others. Um, I've said this in a lot of worship environments, but uh, A. W. Tozer, Knowledge of the Holy, to me is like just it's it's required reading i would say mm-hmm. if i was like in charge of all things it'd be like you got to read this <laughs> uh, it's it's beautiful and and right at the very beginning he says what we think about god is the single most important thing about us right and so when when a guy like jeremy camp tells his story um the most significant thing about him that is the character of god that he uh, was faithful in the midst of trial, yeah. uh, that he redeemed something that felt like it was broken beyond repair, Absolutely. Uh, that he sustained him when he felt like he had nothing, right? Those are the things, those are the characteristics of God uh, that that bring significance to the story. And so everything's always pointing back to his character and who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, to say that, that one way of doing it is better or worse than another way, I think is, is probably out of bounds. But to, to use them in conjunction with other things uh, is good. Creating a, a rounded sort of picture of of all that I think is a is a helpful thing mm-hmm. uh, in a in a service or in the life of a believer. Mm-hmm. Tasha, do we have time for one more question? Or yeah, do we need to wrap it up. Absolutely. Christian, Torito, Tyser, what is y'all's thoughts on songs that demand things from God? What do you mean? the demand that uh, you sing and you sing it long enough and you sing it hard enough and you sing it in Jesus's name that it's a requirement for God to give that to you. You know, uh, so that makes me think of, uh, I worked at a camp um, and we had people come in uh, during the off season and uh, we would just assist them in stuff that they need because they just used our facilities for um, like a, uh, a program that they would host it would just be on our facilities or whatever and this group came in i'm not going to name them but this group would come in and they would sing um before breakfast lunch and dinner so we provided their meals and they came into the the uh dining hall and they would eat but before they ate you know how like typical american family would pray and bless his food thank you amen like that kind of they would they'd sing um and they had a song that they would sing and there was a guy in the middle that held the cards to the song and it was a pretty like three line song um but they weren't allowed to eat uh until they sang loud enough and the guy in the middle thought that it was um good enough for for them to move forward i guess that it it gave enough praise to the lord i guess and it blew (laughs) my mind that's what i think of immediately it's like they've they reached a certain barrier and then they they 
praised enough, and then they were good to go for the, the rest of their festivities. I don't know if that has anything to do with your question, but that's what that made me <laughs> no, think of. It was fascinating. The, my question stems from uh, uh, just a controversial topic that what are you worshiping? Uh, truly, I mean, it's a, it's a question. Are, are you worshiping when you are demanding that God does something? Yeah, so and I think I, I, I think we all know if you're listening and you heard this before, you know what I'm talking about with with Bethel when the the daughter passed away and they were demanding that God bring her back to life through worship. Mm-hmm. Is that a true act of worship? OK, so there's a, there's there's a little bit of um, gray, even in the question, I think, because worship is not transactional. OK, it's not a. Well, like we said, it's not for anything. It's yeah. not you do this in order to receive something or to hear something or for an action to happen. It's yeah. not transactional. Um, I, I think worshiping and asking um, and uh, bringing our requests and our and our and our and our hopes um, to the Lord through song or worship or anything, prayer, anything. Uh, that's not out of bounds. I mean, but the the thing that is, uh, I think, a little more dangerous is when you demand a response of some kind or expect a response uh, yeah. that that really you, in your sort of limited understanding of of everything, uh, <laughs> feel like this is the right way to answer. I think the the um, like a great example of that biblically is um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? They go. We're going into this furnace, uh, and if he saves us, awesome. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, all the more we're not gonna we're not gonna bow down to something else. Sure, we're still gonna mm-hmm. worship the Lord. So, um, that's such a good point. I think that's the that that's how I would describe sort of that transactional idea. And I don't even know. It, it, it's hard for me to say on this side. Well, that's happening in California. Uh, that they, they, there was this. I don't know. Uh, and and or wherever that happens, uh, that there is an expectation and a demand. It could just be worship. It could sure. just be asking. We don't going, God, whatever you do, we, yeah. we, we really. And, and all we saw was the viral YouTube, Facebook, Instagram clips. That's all we saw of that. And that was, that was my question behind it is what are we, don't set up, I, I, I think like you said with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm not going to bow to this idol. If God wants to save me in this furnace, he'll be it. So well. I don't want anything to happen that is going to push a non-believer or a teetering believer away. Or even you. Yeah, even you, yeah. Um, even yeah, if absolutely. you say, God, if you don't answer this prayer the way that I demand it, then you are not who you say that you well, are. We're on a whole other topic here. That, that's, that's a tough place <laughs> to be. And I, I, I would say, man, you just you, you worship and whatever God brings, you trust. That's the trusting. He's in the center. You're trusting. Mm-hmm. That whatever he brings and whatever he does... Um, there's the quote from the theologian, I think. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, that whatever comes to me had to pass through Christ. So if it comes to me, it has come with great purpose. There is a sense in Oof. which whatever happens is 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 there for a reason. And you go, I can request 
anything before the Lord. He is gracious and he is open and he wants to hear from us. And and there even if we didn't profess that, he knows what our, the cry of our heart even is before we do it. So mm-hmm. so that's there. Um, the the request, the petition, those things that that's fair. That's all good. Um, I think it's the expectation that if God doesn't do this, then he is somehow uh, less than God yeah. or, or not good or not great. Uh, that's, that's where you get into some dangerous territory. Yeah. Bruh. I think we went over a little bit today, <laughs> but that's all right. I think that sets up maybe, I don't know if we'll continue talking next episode about that. I don't think about for sure. I don't have, I don't know. I don't, I can't. Thanks for opening that up, Justin. Jeez. I can't tell you what we're going to talk about next episode because of what Christian just ended that with, but it will <laughs> be something and Christian might be in the room again. So, Hey, thank y'all so much for listening. Hope you have a great day. Go live a hey, life on glory for and you Jesus. You know what? If you're in the Baton Rouge area and you want uh, a great place to worship, uh, Sunday mornings here at Estruma are great, and also at the gathering on Wednesdays. Wednesday some, at seven thirty. Yeah, that's some of the best intimate worship. That that uh, it's just awesome. Yep. So, so see y'all Sunday mornings ten thirty, nine thirty or nine or ten thirty. That's right. And then Wednesday nights at seven thirty. Boom. For the gathering, young adult service. Have a great week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Gather. If you would like to learn more about the Astruma Young Adults Ministry, be sure to check us out at astruma.org slash youngadults or on Instagram at astruma.youngadults. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week.